Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. How you doing? Good evening. Good evening. I have Todd Young. Hi, Todd Young. Hello, I'm here. There we go. And we have Mr. Baker, as some people Hello. call him Zach. Good evening. Hi, Zach. Hello. Um, all right. We're going to hammer through these plugs real quick. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find us on all of those. And we are selling tons of rod holders right now, huge amounts. So if you're looking, hit me up. I will explain the differences if you have questions about ours versus others. I will offer suggestions for setups and solutions, and you know we can discuss things if you have a little complicated situation. So... Um, just hit me up on any of that. If you're looking for baits, eh, I don't have any. Um, but Team Rhino does and Musky Tackle Online. They have baits. I am trying to make baits. None are done yet, but some are very close. But that's about all I can say. Um, Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. MCFishingGuides.com. Get a hold of us. Vance and I are fishing diligently up here on Chautauqua Lake. They're just uh, we're 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 really booked up. We have between the two boats. We have a, I still have one day in July twenty fifth. I have no idea. I'm sure that will get taken up. And uh, yeah, August has a couple of days for each of us. That's that's. Uh, but you know, we'll do our best to get you in. We're we're going to do a few evening trips in the uh, during the week when we can. Uh, you know, when 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 guys are like booking home early or something. So. Get a hold of us. We'll try to get you in, and uh, we'll do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish, cast, and troll, and Chautauqua Lake. Very Beautiful. Nice. Now, when you come fish with us, uh, you'll be fishing out of Ranger Boats. Big shout-out to them for sponsoring Muddy Creek and this show. Um, check out your Ranger Boats at Vic Sports Center uh, in Kent, Ohio. Uh, they do service, Starcraft, Star Welds, uh, and the Ranger Boats. Go check them out there. Uh, good people. And we'll be fishing with St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. Big shout out to them uh, for this show and for sponsoring Muddy Creek. Um, and without further ado, this is usually my time to plug this, but the man, the myth, the legend, Baker Bates, is on the show. Hit it, Zach. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you for having me on once again um, tonight. You know, uh, is tournament talk. We've got a tournament, uh, our biggest tournament of the year coming up with this Chautauqua showdown. Um, it's getting bigger every year, and I appreciate all the promotion you guys have done for it. Um, it gets bigger and bigger every year. This year, we're expecting a better turnout. Last year, we had 98 people. We had thunderstorms and sent a lot of people home. Uh, Looking at the forecast this weekend, there is a chance of a thunderstorm, but we've only got five, six mile an hour winds. So that's going to, you know, we should, we should, not so many people should go home um, because of the weather. Uh, if you want to take a look, nymuskie.com, uh, June 26th, tomorrow. So if you guys air this tonight or in the morning, it'll be the day you're listening. You have until 6 p.m. To register at nymuskie.com, early entrance will be reg- um, You get a chance for a Muskie Innovations a Bulldog Rod, and um, we've already had 60 people pre-register, 
and NewYorkMuskie.com has only been open since April. So people are starting to look at it. You're able to sign up for not only the June tournament, but also our October tournament, which will be the next one after this. Um, oh my God. Wait a minute. Is that, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but is that that casting only one? Yeah, uh, we're just finishing that up. So that's going to be, I believe, the third weekend of October of casting only. Um, it's been something that I've been thinking about for years. We're going to call it the Big Baller Bash. It'll be a $100 pay-in, and payout will be accordingly. So casting only for good money. It's something that we're going to do the finishing touches after we get done with the showdown. The showdown is something that our club's been planning for for five to six months, which is wonderful because all the basics are covered. Issues we've had last year, issues we've had two years ago, they've since been addressed. We're trying to listen to people and um, make this one of the premier tournaments in the Northeast. That's amazing. I think I think it will be. Uh, and I'm, I'm stoked about that casting only thing. I know Todd and I have that marked off. You guys are going to do it. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. 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 Because I've, I've heard opinions both ways. You know, oh, I've talked, so I've talked to, I've talked to old, you know, older gentleman who says I'm too old to cast all day. I still want to do it. What about trolling one rod? You know, and things, things that make you scratch your head. You don't know, you don't know what yeah. to say, but for the, for this weekend, on Saturday, the tournament goes from 7 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon. Uh, fishing starts at 7 o'clock. What we ask you to do is you can be out on the lake and you can be at your spot. Just don't make your first cast or put your lure in the water if you're trolling until 7 a.m. Um, last year, there was an issue with fish sizes. This year on your release forms, um, you'll, you'll be in charge of doing your own math. So it'll be broken down to 30 inch will be four points, um, 31 inch will be five points, and goes up accordingly. It is up to the participant to do their own scoring. If, if there's any issues that they make mistakes, we're going to double check it. But it is on the, the person, you know, we're going to hold them accountable. Um, when people are registering, just make sure that you guys are doing it correctly, whether you're a member or non-member. Uh, we have had issues. If someone signs up as a member that isn't, uh, we're we're gonna have to. We're not gonna count that. But this is a best three fish tournament. Something we ask though is if you're in the tournament trail, which is uh, for the 69 and chapter 70 guys, uh, we're gonna ask you to keep track of all your fish above 30 inches, just so we can enter that into the tournament trail. Um, so 6 p.m. June 26th. That's the last time you can pre-register at nymuskie.com and get a chance at the Muskie Innovations Bulldog Rod. Um, if you do miss that, we are going to get together at Chautauqua Real Outdoors on Friday night. That's the night before the tournament from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. We're going to do a sign up there at the lake. So you can stop by, you get your forms, you can also get your release button. Everyone needs a release button. We need a picture of the fish on a bump board with the button in the picture. Um, every every entrant, we're going to ask for a picture this year. So just be aware of that. From 6 to 7, there's going to be a little seminar down at Chautauqua Real Outdoors. People are going to be talking about what's been working for them. So if you're a new angler, 
maybe you haven't been to Chautauqua Lake or maybe it's been a few years or maybe it's your first time out this year. You're able to listen to people that are out there, you know, working on the water and they're, they're just going to give you a little head start. If you do miss the pre-registration and you do miss Friday night at Chautauqua Real Outdoors, uh, myself and a few other members will be at Pendergrass Point from 6 a.m. till 7 a.m. And that's the final sign-up. Um, once again, if you miss the online and Sperry Shop, uh, Pendergrass Point from 6 to 7 a.m. That's going to be the only boat launch that we're going to do sign-up at. Already, we've had uh, 60, it's in the low 60s due to the pre-registration online. That's great. And when you say that, is that 60 boats or 60 people? Uh, 60 people so far. Okay, cool. So, so this this being the first time, and we're, the club set up a PayPal, uh, so you're able to go right on nymuskie.com, pay for everything. And that's been a nice luxury. What we're trying to do is trying to figure out, it lets us plan accordingly, so food and this being the first time doing it we have to see how many people sign up at the boat launch how many people sign up friday night just so we can gauge you know our raffles our cookout stuff like that mm-hmm. but it, it helps out quite a bit um there there have been some changes um you know, the, that the club is doing um we've we've put up our signs as everyone loves the tournament, you'll notice the sign, and it, it lets you know the regulations, how to hold a muskie. And that's something that the members and non-members, by fishing this tournament, you guys help pay for. We're just trying to promote awareness. Vance, you see him there at Long Point, when you're putting in every boat launch, you know, in Chautauqua, Juanita, we went through to do, you know, the Finger Lakes, have those signs. So that's a direct result of you guys supporting us. Awesome. Uh, let me think what else. Um, at 4.30, tournament day, by 4.30, we need all of the fish uh, papers put in. So the tournament goes until 3.30. need all the paperwork done by 4.30 so we can get this ball rolling. We're trying to speed it up a little bit. Um, our raffle table, we're going to have a beautiful raffle table. We're not going to have as many items as last year, but we're going to have better items and uh, try to speed that up. And that's a direct result because of the Raptors I just gave you, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, hey, it's 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 a proven bait. It's a proven <laughs> bait. People know that. People know that they can take it out. Hey, I want a tournament on them, so <laughs> I, I can talk really good about them. But we're gonna have the cook out there. Um, let me see. Yeah, so that's that's uh, something new uh, that we're doing. We just got the okay Faulkner High School that's in western New York. Uh, they've got a huge 500-gallon. It's this big aquarium, and they haven't been using it for a number of years. So what we're going to do is we're going to have guys from the hatchery uh, bring it over. We're thinking we, we need to talk to the hatchery and see how much size each fish needs. We're looking at 10 to 15 muskies. Instead of them being stocked in the fall at one of our inland lakes, Juanita, Chautauqua, Casadaga, we're, we're going to hold over a few for the winter. And that's going to go from maybe September, October, into the spring, into April and May. They're, these kids are going to be in charge of raising these muskies. So they're going to be feeding them, you know, little minnows. And it's going to let them have a hands-on approach. And just the kids in high school that they're going to be aware of what we have here in New York of these fish. 
that's so pretty that, cool. That's so they, they, they have, yeah. so they're going to keep these musky fingerlings at the high school, and they're going to grow them. Exactly. Instead of being, you know, so you know when we stack them, there's six what, six to nine, six to ten inches long. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to take them at that size, keep them over the winter, and we're going to release them in the springtime. Mm-hmm. You know, and how big will they be? I don't know, but but what's neat is all these kids will learn what a muskie is because I'm sure there's plenty of high schools where people don't know what muskies are. No doubt. That's so neat. I would freaking lose it if I got to stare at that aquarium all day. Hey, so when I grew up, we used to feed the Oscars. You know, they're like the aggressive fish. My buddy had yeah. an aquarium. And so we used to hold minnows, whatever we didn't use when we were out fishing, we'd take home and feed the Oscar. And maybe it'll be the same way. You know, kids can hold minnows by the tail and feed these little muskies. <laughs> I don't know. That's awesome. Uh, um, for the for the Chautauqua Showdown, this is our first year selling some merch. Uh, we've we've got some really nice. These are the you know the SPF long sleeve shirts. I live in the things all summer. Mm-hmm. We've got those made up. So Chautauqua Showdown on uh, the front. Those are for the people that ordered them. Uh, it's all been done online through the Facebook site. And also um, through the NY Muskie. But all that stuff will be available to pick up. So if you made a purchase, it'll be available to pick up at Chautauqua Real Outdoors on Friday. So if you went through, purchased it, I'm going to have a stack of shirts. And your name will be put right on it. And we'll, we'll hand it to you. So it's, it's pretty neat to have, you know, a shirt to take away from the tournament. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're beautiful. They look really nice. So Very cool. what I'm taking away from this, Zach, is um, pretty much this Muskie's Inc. stuff just does itself. I mean, what do you th- mean? There's no effort at all on your part, right? <laughs> that, that, that's a joke. I was, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm going somewhere with this. That's a joke. So, so I've got <laughs> – I, I am surrounded by an absolute dream team. You know, if, if this reminds me, remember when, you know, the basketball team, they call them the dream team when they went to the Olympics? I feel 92. Like I like, – yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. I'm a, you're a smart guy. I believe you. Um, I, I, I feel, I feel like you know one of the guys there that tosses some towels. I'm along for a ride with with some. You know, people are motiv- people are motivated, and we we motivate each other. We're all involved. So the effort. It's lately. It seems like I, you know, almost put as much effort into Muskie's Inc. as I do my work bait making. So, but but that comes and goes. There's busy times of year, times of the year, and then there's times where there's not much going on. So I'm I'm happy to put I'm happy to put that first foot forward. Um, people seem to be noticing. We're we're getting a ton of positive feedback. We're getting more members. Um, you know, the club is just getting bigger and bigger. We're getting better known, and uh, better known for doing good things. So. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you pretty much, without even being prompted, was, like, my point here with Muskie's Inc. is that you, obviously, you're doing things. Um, oh, I'm knee-deep in it. You're yeah. knee-deep. You just said you have a dream team of people. you got a tournament trail set up. you got signs at lakes. You're selling merch. you got a high school that's going to be raising muskies. All of this stuff. Um, I mean, I don't gonna, know. It's... We we do have a proposal in also. Um, it's in right now. We're we're doing paperwork, but it's in right now to Albany. We're trying to increase statewide tigers to thirty six inches, and we're trying to have a season 
where the tigers are protected and have that coincide with the pure musky season. Um, mm-hmm. seems like, it seems like ice fishing, there's a lot of mortality. Um, proposal is, is that if you catch them out of season, can't even take them out of the hole or the water. So we'll see where that goes, but there's always something going on. I'm telling you, I'm around some wonderful people and everyone's good at, at a different thing. Our finances have never been better. Our books are, you know, to the penny. It's, our promotion is out there, you know, thanks to many, many people, including you guys. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're wrapping this up in a, in a nice little package here. This is what your club can do, can be. You get some motivated people, you get some input, you can, you can get things moved around and you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's great for the whole body of the members and, you know, even the people coming in from out of town. There's probably people coming in to fish this tournament that might not be Muskie's Inc. members that are reaping the benefits of this. Exactly. So th- this is kind of what I'm showing here. It's that kind of I know we're going to keep talking about it, but that's like my Muskie's Inc. plug right there. Is yeah, it takes work, and you can make this thing really nice. So there, lots, a lot of fun. It is. Yeah, some something that I found really rewar- rewarding is when I, when I, when this club first started going. I don't know, maybe the idea came maybe eight years ago. You know, I had the dream of being part of helping raise a fish that my son would catch. You know, and fast forward all these years later, we we're out over the weekend, and you know the kids are out catching fish. That didn't say much, but I had that sense of of I. I'm helping doing something like maybe there was a chance that I had some part in raising that fish that the kids caught, mm-hmm. you know, to me, to me, it's, uh, I sat there and, uh, you know, made that fish maybe a little bit extra special that my involvement and the people around me helped make that fish happen and make that experience happen for me and my family, you know, and, and that's, um, that's, that's special. Yeah. You yeah, can I mean, have your, a, your, your but, club is doing some great things in what, how long have you guys been around? Like you said, uh, I think six years. We're six uh, years. I'm not good at math and that yeah. stuff, but it's yeah. six years. It takes leadership. That's the big thing. You know, we talk about when we talk muskies, Inc. Is you know, if, if you get some guys that get in there and uh, you know want to get involved, you can make all these clubs great. And an important part of muskie fishing, I think, is to be involved with a local chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Whose whose idea was it to? Uh, I don't I don't know of many chapters having uh, their own website. Okay. Um, and like setting up a PayPal account that that's kind of groundbreaking, at least. Oh, we've had some heated discussions. You know, um, you know, we have to deal with the bank. We have to do that, but it it comes down to you know it's it's the modern age. Not everyone is, not everyone wants to show up the day of the tournament, you know, and and, and sign in. Mm-hmm. Um, people want convenience. This year, uh, because PayPal takes a cut, we charge a dollar for a convenience fee to sign up online. I didn't have one person, you know, and it was a big discussion for us. We didn't know the right thing to do. We ended up passing it on as a convenience fee, and um, not one person mentioned it. So, uh, you know, we're learning. We're learning. We're willing to take risks. Sometimes we mess up. You know, sometimes we, we learn from what we've done in the past. Yeah, it's an instant world, and, and uh, that's cool to see you guys adapt to it. You know, people want you know, you pull something up on the internet, you want it to call now, you know, things, Vince, things of that and what, 
what I hope to find is almost like a, a deposit with a guide trip. Once you've got your money put into something, you know, it sort of locks you into it a little more. Now, uh, you know, in the past, if maybe you were going to fish a tournament, maybe you weren't. But now if you already paid into it, you're going to make sure you go. I, I think it helps get people, you know, locked in. I'm excited as can be. You know, I'm excited as can be. This year should go super smooth. Um, like I said, we've we've done all the preparation, you know, months ahead of time. We've been working on this. This is our big deal. You know, this is our big fundraiser. And um, we, we we try hard. Mm -hmm. trying to make people happy who came up with the website um it, it was needed but there was a handful of people the board the board thought about it and we had access to the gentleman that runs lake ontario united his name is chad lapa i've brought him up on the podcast before exceptional mm -hmm. exceptional big fish angler and uh he runs lake ontario united he's got the web savvy and put in a lot of work and clint nicholson my wonderful secretary is Superman in the Muskie Inc. world. They they put tons of hours into it. It's really smooth. It's really professional. It was time to step up from a Facebook page mm -hmm. to to the real deal. So it's uh, works in progress. I'd like to see where this club's going to be in five six years, seeing how seeing how we've been doing so well. See, it's trending upwards. It's trending <laughs> upwards. Uh, Finley Lake, you know the little lake, Finley Lake. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you guys may know, may not know. They're switching it over from tigers to pures, so that's the first step forward. You know, and now, I think that's a neat thing. No, I, I so they're stocking pures. Yeah, yeah. So give it some years. Yeah, they're stocking pures. Now, Todd, do you remember? Um, this might have been four or five years ago that yeah. I stopped and. Went, you know, I, I talked a lot. I wanted to go fish Finley Lake because it's not that far from my my house. It's about halfway to Chautauqua, maybe a little bit more. Oh my gosh, you're crazy! But continue. Okay. If <laughs> Finley Lake's like 15 minutes down the road, not for me, from you. Yeah, but Chautauqua was like 15 more minutes, and you're there. It's an hour and 15 minutes from my house. But okay, okay regardless. Um, it's just across the state line. <laughs> so, Todd, you remember how I was talking about you know all the tigers and stuff like that that I wanted to go there and fish, and didn't yep. you? Didn't yep. what did? Didn't you talk to like the the hatchery or something? And do you remember that conversation? No, I mean you know, I I don't remember. I mean I know that over the years I've seen some pictures of some really big tigers come out of there. You know, I think there were some naturals in there, but I haven't heard much about that lake for the last. I just haven't heard much the last ten years. Seems like there's a lot of pike is showing up in there too. I don't. I'm not sure. Right. Well, yeah. So, um, I remember you saying that you talked to uh, the people, you know, the hatchery, and they were saying that they hadn't put tigers in there in years. Zach, are they still putting tigers in? As far as you know, no. That's what they switched over to Pierce. I mean, because they, I, I, to, I'm not an expert on Finley. Um, to the best of my knowledge, it was Tigers up till the Piers. I could be wrong. Um, I'm not an expert on Finley. Yeah, because I really wanted to, I want to catch a Tiger. And I'm like, I'm just going to go there. And then, you know, I remember Todd kind of taking that needle out of his pocket and bursting my bubble, saying that he had... <laughs> well, yeah, and I don't... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I, I, I believe that's the case. I have not heard much about Tigers in there recently. I mean, it was something I heard of 
a lot before, and uh, I don't know when they made the switch, but yeah. I was told access to the lake is an issue. Yeah, it has that little yeah. launch, and then you have like a pay launch or something. And, and exactly. I was. I've, I've always been told that you know, for you to just go there and fish, it was a hassle. I've never done it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to. It's a homeowner's launch or lake association launch or. Yeah, there was there was a public launch that I went to, but like I'm probably not going to go back to that lake, so it's not that big of a deal. So we've got some great Tiger Lakes here, Canisius, Otisco. Um, what about Kalineski there by you? It's not that that far, is it? Uh, Ever heard one? of it? Yeah, Kalineski. It's right over the border. I always think about going there early season. I've never gone. It's like right over the border. When does that tiger season open up up here? Is it like like three weeks? Is it like the first week of May or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like first I was when walleye does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So what what we're going to do is ask to have it open end of May. That's our proposal and close in December or um, November 30th, 31st. Um, so here's the... That's cool. That's a, that's a nice proposal. You, you touched base on something I wanted to bring up and it kind of was like a hot topic over the winter. Um, and it was people pulling, uh, muskies out of the ice on Chautauqua Lake. That's where Uh, this whole proposal came from. Okay. So I thought, uh, in addition to those signs that you have up there, I I believe it says there's a season on it. Correct. Uh, yes. Okay. So that's what, uh, that's what needs to be brought to the angler's attention. So this, that, this proposal that you guys are going to do, uh, is going to involve that. But, you know, when people are walking out onto the ice, which is generally, uh, they walk from boat launches. Um, you know, it would be nice for them to know if you had a muskie, you know, yeah, we have we have signs up at our Tiger Lakes mm-hmm. um, to let you know the season, to let you know how to hold them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, just like our Muskie Lakes, we went through and did that with our Tiger Lakes also. It's pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, all those signs that all these guys will see coming to the tournament, those are you know we've helped spread those throughout the state. We've all driven out and uh, helped put them up. We've had help put them up in places that are a little more remote. But uh, direct result of, you know, raising some funds, just listening to people's ideas, and just trying to spread a message. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. Now, okay, so, so I, I guess I, I have a question because I, I really don't know. So say say you're ice fishing for whatever, panfish, you hook into a muskie. Now, I'm, I'm going to pretend that I'm, I'm the guy that is just accidental catch. And I, I see a sign like that, and I say, well, well, how am I supposed to unhook this? You know, I mean, is there, like, beyond, like, hey, just cut your line? Or I'm just curious, you know, or bring it in, don't take a photo and spread it on the Internet. And <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm uh, curious on, on, like, if there was anything beyond that. I, I I guess we'll we'll see where this proposal goes, you know, and and just try to talk it out, listen to people, and and come up with ideas. Okay. As of as of as of right now, Andrew, I, w- I wish I could provide you with an answer. Uh, it's a fresh idea. Mm-hmm. 
I think it comes um, down to the fishermen in that in that regard. You know, they're sitting there looking at a muskie swimming around, and you know, it it this proposal, these signs, things of that brings more awareness around that you know you probably shouldn't be handling these fish out of season for a reason um and that's that's cool that's cool you guys are doing that i mean that's one of the i I think it's probably the most proactive uh group in all of muskies inc uh and it's certainly helped in the uh, new york fisheries uh, oh i I think i think the fishery is very strong i mean you guys see it every day Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the lake is alive. You know, they, they did the weed treatment. Um, it's nice to see fish being caught where they've done, you know, the weed treatment. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, no, the lake seems nice and healthy. This One of these years when we have one of these, one of these bigger tournaments, we're going to hit the lake just right, where we're going to have big numbers of fish caught. Mm-hmm. I, I hope this is the year. This this spring, you guys see it fishing every day, but it seems like we'll have one nice day, rain another. We had so much rain last week, my basement flooded out, you know, bait making stuff, blah blah blah. And um, good thing it floats, right? The, oh lordy, I don't even want to start. I was I, I told Katia I wanted to pull my eyeballs out. Either way, <laughs> either way, once we you know this weather, I think we get a little stable weather. I think the fishing's gonna go crazy. I think so you know, too. Tell, yeah. tell us what tell us what happened to your uh, your blanks in that basement. No, it's uh, yeah. No, I lost the whole day's worth of woodwork and a uh, hundred and something blanks that they were they were in the water. I talked to other people. They're like, "Oh, just try them out." And I go, "Last thing I need is a bunch of people with cracked baits." So that's that's one of many things, you know, that 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 you know got got damaged. Um, you know, between putting in new sump pumps, getting new, I had to get a, you know, a submersible pump and big fans and blah, blah. It's either way, you know, uh, this spring has just been super wet and, uh, you know, what have you guys seen with the fishing? Well, they're spread out, you know, the lake is up two feet. (laughs) It's, it's now a 14,000 acre lake. Yeah. People were losing it over here for two feet, you know, but uh, I, it, I, I don't think it's affected the fishing. Uh, I've actually had a better start to the year um, in the past couple uh, with numbers and stuff, and we've caught some good ones too. Uh, so I don't think it's affected it. It makes for miserable days on the water, you know. It's very inconsistent, um, but the fishing's really nice. What are you guys' thoughts for this weekend? If you're coming in from out of town or, you know, you fish tackle a lot, how do you guys think we'll do? I I mean, I think it's going to be a good weekend. We just had like three straight days of consistency, like the first three nice days okay. uh, of the season. The weekend was wild. People were out all over the place, um, which makes it difficult to fish sometimes. But I think we're, you know, they've been calling for thunderstorms the past couple of days and there was we didn't get rained on at all it was beautiful so i think it's going to be a really nice uh weekend to fish up here wonderful free fishing weekend also if you are traveling from out of state you're able to come to new york you're able to fish without purchasing a license so 
you know, if you're on the edge about coming, maybe you just didn't want to buy the license, please know that you can, uh, that th- that's the reason we choose this weekend to hold the tournament. Not only does it coincide usually with good fishing, but you're able to come here and not have to buy a license. Mm-hmm. We, Todd and I always talk about this. Uh, it's, it's really around when muskie season used to open up. Um, this, you know, I think the, the regular opener would have been what, last weekend but third third week yeah yeah Yeah. saturday yeah so that's and that's when we see the the fishing get really good uh start to get really good maybe you guys will agree with me i think it takes those fish you know a month month and a half after they go through the spawning process those those bigger females the males seem to go through fine and you'll catch those mid-30s at least i will but those bigger females (laughs) it, it seems like to me it takes like month month and a half for them to recoup and then start feeding heavy again do you guys agree it's usually end of june beginning of july you start seeing those bigger fish maybe yeah 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 i mean we've 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 got a few but uh not a lot of the bigger fish and i'll tell you they must had a crazy spawn this year because they're chewed up right they were chewed i mean i I, caught some big you know some of the big ones even had gouges in them it was like wow what did that to that fish so, I've seen some chewed up ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They must have been. They must have uh, really it was been going hot and heavy. Hot yeah. and heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Must Certainly have that, that perfect moon. Early uh, in the early season, there we, I got a couple of the thirty pounders, and you could see that when I was laying them on the bump board to get a measurement of them, you could see their gut just like kind of concave, if, if you will, like it just dropped its eggs. You haven't had any eggs in the boat this year. Have you, Todd? No, I didn't. No. no. Yeah. But so that, you know, that thing's probably out there eating right now and packing the pounds back on. And hopefully we start seeing fish like that. To me, to me, it's almost like they come out of nowhere and it's just like, thank goodness that they're back around, you know. Yeah. It, seems, it yeah. seems to be, I always start my season off with little fish. And, but that, Maybe it'll be this weekend. You know, last year's tournament was one with some super solid fish, all high 40s. Um, and and I expect, out of all these fishermen, there's a bunch of good fishermen, people that, that know their way around the lake that'll be there. I expect to have, you know, some, some decent numbers put up, not only with numbers of fish caught, the lake's fishing pretty good, and uh the the people there i'm i'm super excited i could not be more excited for this tournament it's a great place to have have a tournament no doubt are you gonna get the fish there yeah i i I take it semi-serious i mean because i have to sign people in in the morning i'll be at pendergrass and we have to stay there for people that show up late Mm-hmm. And by the time I get all the paperwork done, check people's forms, you know, I, I miss time fishing. And then I have to come in early. You know, we set up the raffle table. We start cooking. We we get the payout. Yeah. So I'll miss a couple hours, two, three hours of the tournament. But I go out there. I give it a shot. And uh, I like it just like everyone else. But but how, how much do I expect to win? You know, I... I I'll get thirty percent less time than than everybody else, so I, I just go out there to have fun. I, I go out there to look around, see everyone fishing the tournament, 
people catching fish, you know, people smiling, people driving old friends I haven't seen, you know, since last year's tournament. I love everything about it, you know, mostly, you know, the the people, the people. And every, you know, every tournament, I just hope for good fishing. And even in years where the fishing hasn't been that good, people come back, you know, and uh, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to be involved with. Yeah. Now, have you been fishing at all this year? Yeah, I uh, started fishing, I think, in March. We made a, a couple trips down to Pymatuming. I went down to Piedmont for Katia's birthday. I had a wonderful day. It was like 80 degrees, and um, it was beginning of May. We were up in New York. It was cold. You know, we had, we had some late weather um, that was just cold. So we went down to Ohio, enjoyed ourselves, went to West Branch. Um, so, uh, no. We've done that, been to my local lake, been up at Chautauqua. Uh, um, I'm out at it. I love it. You're putting some miles I'm, down. Every year. Every year I wonder how many more miles I can put on this truck. Last year last year I was like, all right, this is my last year with this truck. Next year I need a new one. Well, guess what? Right now this year with this one again. What, you know, what truck but, do you hey, have? It's, uh, I got a Nissan Pathfinder. Okay, how many miles you got on her? Uh, like 120. 120. We're going to check back in here next time we have you on. And it's just about only fishing miles. I've got a little Toyota Corolla that I drive around. That's my grocery getter. My, um, you know, I put a lot of miles on that. So that's, that's pretty much just fishing miles. Um, that's, you know, I, I enjoy it, but that's, that's something that sucks is, you know, a lot of places you go are pretty far away. So four or five hour drive, you sort of get used to it. But, you know, there's some beautiful places out there. Some I love about Ohio and Pennsylvania is you get to fish in the state parks where you know there will only be a marina on the lake. You know, I went to yeah. the nine, I went to the nine nine lakes and um, you know got to enjoy nice wooded shorelines. You know, I, I know one section of two sections of wooded shoreline on Chautauqua. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're able to see deer, we're able to see, I, I, I really like Ohio. Ohio's got a super strong fishery also. Uh, they, do, they do phenomenal work there and there. You know, Pennsylvania also, we, we get a lot of ideas from what Pennsylvania does. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of progressive groups out there and we're, we're lucky to be included with them. Great. Now, do you have awesome. any big trips that, that you're going to try to get push through this year or you're just going to be a homebody i guess <laughs> i guess my big trips were when i was itching to get out waiting for the ice to melt you know those those trips to ohio uh big trips you know i'll do shit here till probably you know a couple more trips and then it's up to the st lawrence i want to i want to go up there more and more and more um there's more than one lifetime's worth of fishing up there Big areas, big fish, you know, to to go to just some strange boat launch that you see on a map and say, all right, I'm going to try here today. And then you actually go out and catch a fish and somewhere that you've never heard anyone fishing. I like stuff like that. You know, uh, you know this is a long river. I just want to go see what's out there. Awesome. I, I don't blame you. You're mostly the way there. I mean, a lot closer than us. My my, so I live right. In, so I live between Chautauqua and the St. Lawrence. I live like right in the middle. 
So do I, I hop on throughway. Do I want to go, you know, try to catch multiple fish and good quality fish to talk was phenomenal. Or do I want to go, you know, maybe go on a personal quest and try to catch something, you know, maybe bigger. Um, I live right in the middle and it's a, uh, you know, it's a neat that you can have a drive through trophy fishery and, you know, a drive to numbers quality fishery. It's which way do I go left or right? You know, it depends on the day. Depends on the last time I caught a fish. How's that? I go, <laughs> go up to go to St. Lawrence a couple of times. Don't catch anything. I go, Chautauqua, here we come. You know, she's, uh, she's usually pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah. Now, didn't you just recently get a new boat? I uh, got a newer boat. Always on an upgrade. I finally got a four stroke, so I no longer have nice. the can. No longer have the canopy filled with fumes. I I remember my old boat with a two stroke. If I was going the same way as the wind, like the fumes would come under the top, and then, you know it was a, it had a windshield. The fumes would come under there, and it would just kill you. I remember one day at Chautauqua, I was laying down in my boat, and I was like, I I, I got to get off the water. I thought I was gonna die. Give me a migraine, poison myself. No, <laughs> so, just, you just don't close boat. your you eyes. Perfect. You got a boat well, perfect for you. That yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, the indestructible one. The indestructible, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm happy with it. I wish I was still making boats. It's a triumph, and uh, it it works for me. You know, it's a step up from the aluminums that I've always had. I've never had aluminum boat that was like fully, fully waterproof. I always had some sort of leak in there somewhere, some some <laughs> rivet I couldn't find. So uh, now it's an opportunity on this. Been running it for a couple of years now, and uh, I, I like a heavier boat. You know, I wish I had the the shocks that you guys have in your seats. That's the next thing. So I don't, you know, but the, but it's like driving a Cadillac. It's heavier on the water. But I wish I had your guys' seats. Those shocks that you have on in that Ranger are ridiculous. Now that I'm getting older, I'm going to turn 40 tomorrow. Tomorrow's my birthday. So no kidding. Over birthday. the hill. Thank you. I'm sure I'm going to have a long look in the mirror and look at each and every gray hair and <laughs> what gave it to me, you know, and my receding hairline and my love handles that are getting bigger every year. And yeah, no, tomorrow's my birthday and uh, I'm turning the big 4 0. Are, uh, are you going fishing? I, I don't. I always used to go fishing on my birthday. This year, this year because of the tournament. To be honest with you, I'm going to be working. Um, I'm trying to get some baits done for the raffle table. Uh, last week, dealing with the flood that took up days. Then I went fishing with the kid, and this week, you know, I only had a couple of days, and it was rush, rush, rush. You know, try not to show up at this tournament with, you know. You know, just I wanted something that that I could say, hey, I made this, and you know, sort of proud of it. So I don't know, work, work, work. Tomorrow I know in the morning I'm gonna be working. Katia will get out of work um, around noon, and hopefully I'm done working. I'm able to go enjoy myself doing something. Maybe I will end up fishing. You know, I I remember for I was about six years straight. I'd go fishing on my birthday, and I got skunked every single year. And I finally got that over with. But I remember my birthday being unlucky. Do do you guys have a birthday during muskie season? Yeah, mine oh, yeah, was a I couple had, weeks yeah. ago. How did you did you get to go fishing, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I guess there's a story behind that. I guess there's a story. I've gone fishing once in the last, uh, what is it, 12 months? 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. Hey, I've had those years. I've had I've had years where I'd go out, you know, where I was going through tougher times, or I'd go out two, three times a year, four times. Well, Andy, so, Andy's working on the dynasty now. He's like four years strong. That's right. Uh oh. No fishing. Ah, he needs a trophy for that. That's you, right. Andy, so are you still close to Edinburgh? Yeah, I'm really close. <laughs> All right. So do you go to Edinburgh Lake? Only when I have to record 17,000 videos there's, of Vance. There's, there's, no, <laughs> there's no fish in that lake, Todd? No, there's, there no. is a super strong population. <laughs> no, no, no fish. Stay away. Stay away. No, I've just, I've just been told it's a little lake. Todd, Nothing you know? to see there. And I always wondered. I go, that's where Andy's from. I wonder if he fishes there. Well, yeah, I mean. Almost, I drag him out to film I drag him out to film me. Yeah, so it, it so that's where the videos for the rod holders are done, Edinburgh Lake. I mean, the beautiful. We advanced it a bunch of raptor videos and a whole so bunch it's of nice stuff. Clear water there. It was at that time. I mean, it, it the, the lake has changed significantly from back in the day. And Todd, you could attest to that, couldn't you? Oh yes, yes. Um, so Pennsylvania's mo- second biggest natural lake. 200, that's 250 yes. acres. That's, that's what I was always told it was super small, but to find out that it ranks in Pennsylvania's biggest lake. Second that, uh, second yeah. biggest natural second lake. Biggest. What's the first biggest? Conneaut. Conneaut. And every time I drive by, I drive by there to go to Pymatuming. Do you want to talk about a place that is the opposite of a state park? Yeah. They have cabins. <laughs> they have cabins on top of cabins with people living, renting that cabin. And they're, I, I drove by it and I go, I want nothing to do with that place. And I, I was told that they were thinking about stopping the stocking there. I think I might have talked about this last time on here. Yeah, that's that, that, not that, going to happen. That they are going to continue. Are, well, I mean, yeah, you're, you're yeah. right because there is that eastern shoreline that there are. It just looks like houses built on top of houses, but if you get on that water, it is like the majestic kingdom. It's one of it's like, in my opinion, it's like Canada for not ever going into Canada. It's beautiful. Everything uh, yeah. you want in the early season there, the cabbage grows. It's be- it's beautiful in May. I mean, absolutely beautiful to cast. It's it's fantastic, but yeah, I mean, like getting back to like Edinburgh real quick. It's an unlimited horsepower free for all. At two hundred fifty acres, two hundred fifty yes. <laughs> acres, and you probably have maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty. That's like actually boat drivable on plane, and okay. it just turns into just it's like a blender Chop out there. Suey. Yeah, it's just Chop yeah. suey. everything. It's a mess. You get an algae yeah. bloom, you know, when the when the water warms up, you're going to get an algae bloom on it. You're not going to see two inches deep. Um, there's a no-swim advisory right now. There's just a whole host of stuff, like don't put your dog in the water signs. So, really? yeah. Don't fish there. No fish. No fish. Sorry, I didn't know that I was touching the, you know. No, I'm no I mean, it's, but it's one of those, you know, like it. I like hearing, you know, someone will say, man, there's a lot of fish in Lake X. And then you talk to someone that lives like right next to Lake X. And I'm not sitting here trying to tell people not to come here. Come on out. Come out and fish this 250-acre puddle. Um, at the shop. Yeah. And- no, exactly. Uh, there's, there's places. I know people that personally don't post fish, you know, because they don't. They don't want the, you know, out of towners, especially if you do have it to yourself. 
Um, that's something that I was hearing about Chautauqua, you know, you, we have a bad tournament and, um, you know, then people are saying, oh, you know, we ruined the fish and the lake, the lake, didn't you guys tell me at one point that there's like 15, there's an estimated 15,000 muskies at Chautauqua? Well, they, yeah, I mean, they, they say that from what last I heard them saying, there's a, you know, there, there's a, about a, an adult per acre and you're 14,000 acres. Now, I don't know what. I don't know what you're considering adult, whether that's a mature fish. So that's the case that, you know, All right, so what, what I'm, what I'm getting <laughs> to, what, what I'm getting to is these people that say we're ruining the, the fishery. So say we have an amazing tournament mm-hmm. and we catch, this is a, you know, we've only had 80 before the most, I think it was 68 is in there. So if we catch a hundred fish, mm-hmm. all righty, what percentage of that is that? What is it? 1.4%? Andy. Uh, one 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 percent of fourteen thousand is, oh my god, one hundred and forty. All right, so say we catch one hundred and forty fish. That's like one that percent of that's estimates. One, that's, 1%. that's still one percent of the whole entire population. So if we go through and have the best tournament we've ever seen, you know, that's only one percent of the of the population in there. So these these I I, I heard people say, oh, the tournaments ruin the lakes. You know, in reality. It it's I don't I don't see that at all. The fishery is strong. You know, to affect, to catch one percent of the population, in in my opinion, is is not ruining the lake. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb I'm on sure this. Sure, you hear that as the president. The president, you it, hear all yeah. that. If you guys yeah, think that I'm, you know, like way off whack on this, just let me know. But I I'm going to I have this unofficial opinion that if you guys caught 140 fish, roughly one percent. Of estimates and every Which single has never happened right Which if, never and if happened. every single fish was kept and killed, I think you could still go out on another good day and still catch hundred and forty fish i don't oh, think that that's yeah. that that's really going to hurt the population i don't i, I don't want to see that happen, but I was you know just you, we we hold these tournaments, and everyone's got an opinion. And uh, that's that's something that I've heard before. People that are couldn't take a, it happened last year. Someone was that was going to take a guide trip with Todd. Uh, it was like the week after the tournament. He goes, "Oh, I wish I would have known you guys are going to ruin the fishing." And I was like, "Todd'll still get you fish." You know, that doesn't and, matter. Yeah. You know, and and if we catch 0.5 percent of the population, you still have 95 or 99.5 percent of the fish to fish for. So what, yeah. do, what do you guys there, there think happens? People- so, you know, but, but there are people that do have all those types of things. I have people that call all the time. They're like, so when's season open? It's like, and they're like, oh, I, I want to go as soon as, as close to the opener as I can. You know, I've been there. With, I've with, been with, there but, but they're thinking of the, you know, the trout stalking mentality, you know. Yeah. Uh, we have some of our best days in November after they've been fished all year. Yeah, I was going to say August, <laughs> August, that open water out there. Yeah. There's been tons of fish caught, tons and tons. He could still go out there and catch tons yeah. and tons of fish. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's what you... they're in there for. If they put them in, they stock fifteen to 20,000 a year, and uh, they're there to catch, right? You know, and that's, and that's why we have clubs like this is to make sure stuff like that, that, that these lakes continue to produce like they do. We we want to keep that for the future, and uh, you know we we need we need support. We've got you know a bunch of members, but there's a lot of members that 
you know, they, they hear about it. They don't want to be too committed. And that's the great thing about it is you can be as committed as you want to be. Sure. Um, whether it's just showing up for tournaments, whether it's actually attending meetings or, or you know, donating your time. It's, it is what you make it. And you get out of it, you know, of, you know, a group effort because there's so many people. If everyone does just a little bit, you know, you, you can see the, the accomplishments. So either way, uh, you know, it's super exciting to have this tournament come up and uh, should be the smoothest run. Uh, it's going to be three best fish. Uh, we need times also. So when you catch it, you need to write down the time. Um, just trying to think of what other questions. Six, you're allowed for trollers. You're allowed six lines and six lures. Um, unlimited number of people in the boat. So you can fish from a pontoon boat um, with 15 people, but still maximum of six lines. Is this going uh, to be else? like a, a boat, like best three for the tournament. boat? Okay. Yeah, it's the best three for the boat. Yes, sir. So whether it's one person single or, you know, 10 people on a pontoon boat, it's, you know, going to be three best fish for the boat. And, uh, you know, it, 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 we, we tried it a few years ago to help even the, the playing field, you know, for the casters and trollers, and it seems to work. This is the only tournament we do it for. Um, we reviewed what happened last year, and we're going to go through with it again. Um, three best fish is... You know, that's something we like. It lets you, you know, how do you strategize for that? You know, um, if it was a points tournament, I've, I've won tournaments before by going and catching multiple smaller fish, you know, like mid-30s. Mm-hmm. I've won tournaments like that, which is multiple. You can't fish that same, these tournaments in that same way. Now you have to go for, all right, how can I try to make my odds better for the more mature fish, for the bigger fish. Do I fish differently? Do I use different lures? You know, in my opinion, you have to come up with a strategy. It's more than you understand what I'm getting to. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys were going out and you, Todd, if you were going out tomorrow, you had to pull three big fish. It would probably be different than if you took someone out on their first trip and you're just trying to get them any fish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whether you're yeah. going after yep. 30, 30 inch fish in the back of yep. a bay or you're going for that 48 incher, you know, out in the middle of the lake that's 20 foot down. It's yeah. different ways. So that's the strategy behind it. Seems to be working out. Good. It's going to be exciting. Uh, wonderful to hear you guys being booked so much and the lures. Sounds like Andy can't keep up with them. And, you are uh, you correct know, with that. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, I, I mean, do you think do you think going to the shows helps out a lot? Because you guys put the miles on. Well, I guess Every it's show gonna, I go to, you guys are there. I guess it depends on what you mean by help out. I mean, if I if if my ultimate goal is to have inventory, no, the shows do not help out. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 nice that they they leave, but I also feel horrible when people say, "Hey, where can I get this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, if it's not at." Uh, you know, uh, one of the online retailers, um, you're going to have to wait. And I have, I, I just, I stack up on stuff and then it's, you know, working all summer, just trying to make inventory, then pile it on again. And after deer season for the shows, 
Andrew, Andrew, count that uh, count your blessings because the, around the United States, there's plenty of bait makers with basements full of stuff they can't get rid of. So, so enjoy it. Enjoy oh yeah, it. I, I mean, I I jokingly complain about it. I mean, it, it's it's great, and I just got to find a way that I can just say, okay, this is going to be put off for a couple days, and then I'm going to get back on it. I call it my high maintenance girlfriend. Bait making is my high maintenance girlfriend. You know, it's, yeah. it's demanding. It's always there. I'll complain about it, but I'm not going anywhere. So that's the reason I call it my high maintenance girlfriend. I'm sure you guys both feel the same way. It would be so nice when someone would call and say, do you have a Goldie's five-incher? Yes, here it is. It's in the mail. Hey, one out, of, one out of 20 nice. times. One out of 20 times, you know, that happens. And boy, yeah. you want to talk about Big Chess Nation, I walk around, boy. Yeah. Walk around thinking I did something good for the world today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Yeah, but, you know, it just doesn't always work. And then, then you guys have to pile up orders and special orders. And I know that's a pain. That's a pain remembering people's orders and trying to keep it separate which ones you're painting and they want one of this one of that and it'd be nice to have them all sitting there but when they're sitting there that's exactly what they're doing sitting there yeah so. I, I have a a index card filled with people's names what they've ordered when they've ordered it and what outlet they ordered it from because i'm pulling from emails instagram facebook text yeah, messages crazy. well you're doing outstanding i gave up a while ago i just <laughs> I, I decided i decided i can no longer take orders i just throw baits at the paint shop if i feel like painting blue today i'm painting blue i i tried doing that andrew and now i just paint 10 of each color half go to here half go to there but no it's 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 a good it's a good issue to have and uh enjoy it it's nice to see that all working out all i want is everyone do everybody doing well the so, new sevens uh, i wanted to say zach those new sevens are running i mean you talk about a straight true running lure that is thumping like crazy i got a few I got four or five new sevens from you. And wow, do those things work? Yeah, it's nice Working to see you guys. And it's nice to get pictures. I do appreciate it. Um, something that something I never intended. So that bait was made just for that lake. I think a lot of times bait builder bait builders they build for their style of fishing. Does that make sense? So if I live in Wisconsin on a flowage, I may build a topwater. I might build a bucktail. If I live on the St. Lawrence, I might build a deep trolling bait the reason i came up with that seven and a half is i used to fish a ton of perch baits up on the north end and um i i could never get it below 20 feet you know and a lot of times i'd see those fish suspended you know deeper than that and that's the reason i came up with that seven and a half was to get down to those fish with less line out um something i never realized is that you take them to the sort to you know shallower water like the south end you run them with like 15 20 feet you know well, look what happens. I that wasn't intended for that to happen, but it's neat. It's it's neat to see that that you shorten the lineup, and you know you take it to shallower water. You have a bigger profile that's still thumping, and those fish respond accordingly. Um, you know, I've I've I never used to run the seven inches down in the south end, but you guys have taught me, you know, to to do that. So it's been pretty neat. Giants. Yeah, and I, I, I expect some good fish caught this weekend. 
I, you know, whether it's my baits, whether it's other people's baits, I, I hope people are able to come to the lake, enjoy the tournament, enjoy the lake, and find it something that, you know, is worth their time, you know, maybe maybe their money through, you know, supporting us as a club or, you know, Muskie's Dink in general. And, uh, you know, we just want it to be important to people, you know, and if, if people find it important, they care about it. Eh, usually people want to take care of things, you know, if, if it's important to them. So. Love the sevens. Love the shallow sevens. Those are new. Yeah, I'm going to try to bring a couple baits up to the shop. So between the floods and taking the kids, you know, on vacay, came home, tried to build. And, um, you know, if anyone sees me, I'll try to have a couple baits for, you know, the tournament. All the more reason to come out. Quick story for for Zach here. I'll give you the ultimate short line, 7.5. My first nice fish of the season. Uh, We were reeling in, going to head in for lunch. and was reeling the seven in while I was still going at like 4.3 reeling that bait in and down rod I pulled it out of the rod holder and as the bait was coming out of the water get out upper 40 inch fish grabs it cartwheels lands I hit the free spool let out like 20 feet of line handed to the client we got uh, how much line no line the leader, the leader, I, I was at the end of the three foot leader and the bait was actually starting to come out of the water. So that bait going, was going hey, so yeah, if you're traveling miles an hour, exactly. Yeah. And I was over 25 feet of water. People often ask me, you know, about short line. <laughs> People ask me about short line and they go, do you ever short line over open water? And for me, short line is only used, you know, if I need to get my baits, either fish in shallow water, or if I'm trying to fish over the top of some, you know, weeds that haven't come to the surface. What are your guys' thoughts on short line and open water? Or do you just, do we know enough that we don't know, you know, that no, it can happen no, at any time? No fish there. There's no fish so, there. I think you guys are sarcastic. <laughs> but, but isn't it, isn't it against everything you've ever learned? I come from a trout and salmon background, and it was always about stealth. And, you know, the troll, you always let out 100 feet of line, and you always went <laughs> two miles an hour, you know. And doesn't it really throw out everything that, at least for me, come from my background? I mean, it's, it's, it's weird to think about, but it, it, it certainly makes sense in the early season to do that. And, uh, man, we, I hit it hard there doing that for a week, and those fives and sevens were, were crazy. Didn't you tell me you were short lining with, like, just the leader or something? like? Leaders, yes. Leaders on the sevens, five foot of line out. Do you find that, that short? And that was, was the water clear? Yeah, I would say yeah. it was relatively clear. I mean, I, I, they were hitting so short on those lures. I'm surprised we didn't see more prop. Really? You know, just yeah, it was just crazy. I mean, it's nuts, nuts to think you're out there in an open base and it's deep water, and they're just like in that. I mean, you could probably just jump in and land on one. I mean, I see them rolling. You know, I mm-hmm. see them on the surface, south end, yeah. over 20 foot of water. You just see it. Two fins sticking out, their dorsal and their tail fin. You're like, oh, over there's a fish. You know? yeah. And you're, you're, they, yeah. they never hit vance, the ones on top. 
I, that never works for me. So. Never works for you. I've never. I mean, people. Like, I hear people like talk there. about. Yeah, I hear people talk about the fish swimming with their heads above the water, and they cast by them and catch them. And oh yeah, never. I've had that happen. Have you? Yeah, it was in it was in a river situation. Uh, it was what swimming happened? with its head above the water. I casted a glider, you know, whatever. I timed it. I casted beyond it, and I worked that glider. And I don't know what it put its head down and just it made that V wave. I don't don't ask really? me. I mean, it, it they're more feeling this stuff, but yeah, its head was above water. I mean, it didn't you know hit with its head above the water. The bait was underwater. But well, I, there I, we go, Vance. Yeah, I mean, it 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 makes me like when I see that, I'm just like, yeah. Uh, I'll just shorten some stuff up. But if I ever see a fish, I'm like, that's a, it's a rarity that that one hits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's in trolling or if I see one like just like floating over there when we're casting. I casted for about an hour today and saw three. Well, we saw three. Plain as day. I mean, the water's super clear. Come to the top, back, dorsal, tail, you know. And as Zach was saying, everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And I I, I tell them, you, you go ahead. You can cast it. It just... Nothing's gonna happen. I'm telling you, it never happens. <laughs> I don't know what the fish are doing. Water. Yeah, yeah. yeah on those, unless on you're stuff. Andy, unless you're yeah. Andy, Andy will get them every time. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> here's 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 my my fishing life in a nutshell. When fishing is hard, I do great. When fishing's easy, I suck. So I'll pull the impossible off. But when they're jumping in everyone's boat, I'll sit there like, man, my net's empty and dry. <laughs> how do you how do you guys do when people catch fish around you? Are you like me? Are you like me and have epic meltdowns, or are you like, oh, good for them? <laughs> I no, I'm fine with it. You're fine with it because you know your time's coming. You catch you catch a lot of fish. Anybody anybody else get upset? You know, there's a lot upset. of it, it gets me going when I, I mean, if I'm not catching them, I see other people. Oh lordy, oh yeah. My fishing partner gets to hear it. I'll just complain. Uh, I'm a big complainer. Haven't got hit all. I've got a bunch of sayings, I say. I remember catching one on that red tail. It's which last, last year in front of you. And I was like, it's that red tail thing. And, I don't have one of those. And how about, how about um, earlier this morning? So I was in a crunch trying to get some baits done. I finally made... A couple more. I only made three of them. I'm going to take one. I plan on giving you one. And uh, the other one, maybe I'll throw on the raffle table. But it's the first time painting them since that original batch. I remember you sending me a picture of it last year. I go, that thing looks horrible. Oh, horrible. And, and there was holes in it. There was holes in it. Actual holes in it. I love I those just, ones. And I love it. <laughs> That's love. my favorite one. <laughs> Todd, that's that one Todd, you caught that big uh forty nine and a half on it. Oh the the the, the split uh, tail. The hot hot perch with the orange tail. So so the person that came up with that was his name is Bryce uh Scanlon. You guys had him on the show from Utah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He asked me for about six months, Zach, do this. I go, Bryce, that's dumb. I go, I'm <laughs> not gonna do it. And he keeps getting on me. So I make him one. He takes it out to Utah, catches a nice tiger. And I was like, all right, Vance, here, tell me if you can catch one on this. And it ends up being, I hear all about it. I've heard about it for so long. Katia was like, you got that hot tail, right? You got the hot tail? She goes, she was, she was going through the face. She goes, is this, is this the hot tail? Which one's the hot tail? And I think she 
it was texting Vance at the time, and Super. this is all this hot tail talk now. <laughs> so, but I it's, said it's, I could. I said I'd let you borrow it, but the last time I gave you one of your baits, you let it ride on your uh, boat trailer. All me. right, so so you guys, you know, there's there's been a lot of talk about Goldies, this, that, and the other. It was a year or two, two maybe two three years ago. Um, I showed up to Chautauqua Lake. And as usual, I text Vance, Vance, where should I go? You know, and he tells me where to go and he goes, we're getting them on Goldies. And I go, Vance, can you believe this? I don't have one Goldie in my box. <laughs> he goes, he goes, not a problem. I got a bunch. He goes, I'll, I'll put it, I'll, I'll put it on your boat trailer. So I was like, cool, you know, and I think I came in for lunch or what have you. Or uh, no, actually end of the day. And I look for it, and I can't find it. I go, what do you mean, you know? So I put the boat on, I come back home. I think the next time I go fishing, putting the boat in, I go, what the hell is this, you know, underneath my wheel well? And it was the Goldie that Vance had given me. He hit it. I didn't see it. This thing goes all the way back to Rochester, all the way fishing again. Somehow, somehow it's perfectly balanced inside this wheel well. And, you know, like a week later, I'm like, Vance, thank you very much. Wait, so, where, uh, where was this thing at? It was underneath. I put it. I told Zach exactly where I put it. It was the like, sharpest knife it, in the drawer. You guys I know like, I put it on your spare tire. I'm not just going to let it hang there. Somebody's going to take it. It's a hot bait. Uh, and I put it like on, in his spare tire like where nobody could see it. Like the know? inside of the rim facing inside the trailer? Yeah, like you couldn't see it with a naked eye, but you could see it if you walked up to it and inspected. Okay, <laughs> but it just like rode all over the road. There's like and it, grime it, and it road it. rash, and it made no. Andy, she was beautiful. <laughs> she was beautiful. <laughs> too bad, too bad when I needed it, you know, I, I didn't yeah. have it. But it's funny stories. You the next time great. you came, the next time you came back, he said, "Hot tail." We're getting them on hot tail. Getting them on hot tail. <laughs> I don't have them either. I don't have them either. Hey, so so my Andy, I don't I don't know if this happens to you, but do you ever just like sometimes you you get an idea and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna try it, and and you'll make a handful of them, whether it's you know purple belly perch or something crazy, and you're like, you know, you make them and then you forget about them. And then you hear stories, you know, about people catching fish. Does that ever happen to you? You come up with a weird color, and then, you know, you find out about a year later it was actually worth it. Yeah, I mean, there are some that, you know, we'll paint an obscure color, and it just kind of goes away. And then out of the woodwork, just the person's like, do you remember painting this? I'm like, no. Yeah, You're like, right. Yeah, you don't even remember. <laughs> well, this is my best bait. I'd like another one or two. And I'm like... Are you just sure? Send me a picture. Are, yeah, yeah, send, send me, me a some photos. Of what it look like? I just actually had that from a guy. I'm not even going to mention like where he's at, but it, it's not yeah. in the states. And I'm like, how about just send me a photo of what that looks like? <laughs> so it has happened. It's it's funny, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start you start paying that color a little more. So no, that's wonderful. You guys are doing so well. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious. Hey. So, so for the people coming this weekend that are going to be cast, and does it matter if they have a squirrely tail or a regular tail raptor? Is one working better than the other? You need a half a dozen of each. 
<laughs> at least, at least every color, every color perch you need. You know, you got to have a yellow belly, an orange belly, a white belly. You got to have an orange perch, brown perch. Your purple yeah, sometimes belly. Sometimes they hit white. Sometimes they're hitting white perch. You know, no, that's what that's what we're supposed to say as bait makers. But I really, I honestly think that in the you know a person only needs three colors. You know, um, something dark, something natural, and something bright. I really think that, you know, three colors, so, you know, we have standards. I'd say right now I, I live and die by hot perch, you know, and uh, goldies and the certain colors that, you know, I, I don't take out, you know, other colors I constantly cycle through. But, you know, I'm sure you guys have the same. Mm-hmm. You know, certain, certain colors that you know that it's not the lure that's not catching the fish. You know, the fish just aren't active when they're active. They'll hit this lure. That's how I feel like a perch. I'll leave it out there. And I know if it's not working in my mind, I say it's just because the fish aren't active. You know, it's just a high confidence, you know, what colors are your guys's? I'm going to leave it out there until the fish hit. Uh, On this light. Yeah, you know, from your experience, what are gold, some colors? Goldie, goldie brown perch. So the 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 natural those those earth tones, the the yellows, the browns, the golds. Now, do you no think doubt. that matters? Do you think that matters if you're on a shad lake? Do you think it's so same? I fish differently. I yeah, I mean, I fish differently down home for sure. You know, different lakes of color. You know, the stain lake shad. I don't know all those shad lakes. I always like using the real bright, fiery stuff. You know. I always, I always say, I always say the Nash, uh, the state color of Ohio is fire tiger, you know, and that's, yeah, they love their fire tiger there. That's their hot perch. Like we fish hot perch, you know, that's their fire tiger. They love it. So what about orange? Vance has been catching them on orange. Orange is something that I never used to use at Chautauqua and Vance and Todd, you guys have really opened my eyes to the orange. Yeah. I love that orange perch. Yeah, of, if, I lose, if I lose that thing, I'm screwed. <laughs> now, does it, does it matter whether the water is clear or the water is dirty? Are you guys running it in dirty water? I run it in, I run it in Vogue, you know. Yeah. It don't I, matter. So it's just like chartreuse. It's just another bright color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love that. That orange orange color is, is unbelievable. Orange perch is great. I got to bring up a couple of them on the raffle table. So beautiful. Trying to trying to bring out baits that, you know, people can take out to the lake and actually catch something on. You know, a lot of us, a lot of us have a whole tackle box of baits that, you know, I haven't caught, you know, fish on, you know, and I I like to. Do you you guys have baits that look wonderful that have never gotten hit? I know it's happened to me. All of them. Even baits I've made, you know, they look wonderful in the water. What's that? And and is a <laughs> What that he absolutely loves the, they look wonderful but they can't catch nothing. I wouldn't say they can't catch nothing, they just won't because they're not getting used. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what is I, your clo- so Andy, I, you don't have to go far to uh to fish. I mean, you can't ever sneak away. No, I know you like your deer on. Uh, yeah, it's it's just there's just a whole host of things that that add up to where, you know, anymore. I just can't break that four or five hours away to even do a short trip anywhere. Well, we got to. So I've already got it figured out for you. So you know the kids that live there rent free. It's time for them to start earning their keep. <laughs> I try. Uh, 
Yeah, it didn't work out. No, they they they're not very <laughs> good at news. like picking rocks up and stuff. You know, they they, they can't. They're not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. I tell Colton all the time. That's how I threaten him. I go, "You don't act right. I'm gonna make you sit in these baits." You know, so. he gets triggered. Triggered. And so, so uh, I tell Vance about all the new lingo I get by having an 11 year old son. You know, yeah. he's he's sitting there. He's watching YouTube. He's you know, he just started Instagram. I don't let him on. Fa- he's not on Facebook yet. You know. But all the, the, the new words and the new phrases. So I told Vance one day, I go, I'm triggered. Or the word triggered came up. And he goes, what's that? I go, it's just like you're just like ready to turn into the Incredible Hulk. You know, just <laughs> you're, you got fire coming out your ears. That means you're triggered. And we get all this new lingo. And, uh, you know, I guess coming up to my 40th birthday tomorrow, I, I realize I am getting a little bit older. How I view myself as getting older is looking at my kid. Todd, I'm sure you look at your daughter, you know, mm-hmm. and you see you see her getting big. And you look in the mirror and you're like, well, you know what? I guess I am getting older, too. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's something I don't try to think about. It's something that I try to put out the back of my mind. But, um, you know, just as I get older, it's it's nice to feel like I'm doing something for the betterment of, you know, the, the fishing community, the musky world, people making memories. I'm happy to be involved, you know, in Musky Inc., to be friends with you guys, to be friends with the show, to be friends with so many musky fishermen. Um, you know, it's just an honor. I, uh, you know, feel lucky to be, you know, a part of this. So, well, if it know. makes you feel any better about aging, we're all aging at the same rate. That's right. Same right, right? We're all as old now as we, you know, as we have. Been. 40, big 4-0, man. Congratulations. Yeah, there's there's been some learning, trials and tribulations, and, you know, learn, learn, the, learn as you go. Paint up a color of the uh, 40-year-old church. Uh, how about for fortieth birthday, I take the day off from painting. That sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> I good. give you permission. Yeah. You won't. You won't. <laughs> I won't. You no, won't. I, I I did all my painting for this weekend, and that was uh, you know that was a big push the past couple of days. You know that's the thing about working for yourself is you know how many hours do you want to work? You know, yesterday was you know like fourteen hour day. Today was you know the same. So it's. Uh, you know, I, I do it because I love it. You know, same reason I do the Muskie Ink Club. It's because I love it. You know, same reason I want other, you know, people to experience muskies. You know, it's something just because I'm passionate about. And, uh, you know, you guys, you guys are the same way as our listeners. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing that brings us together. You know, we all come from, you know, we got different religions, different political beliefs. You know, a lot of us have more differences than we have in common, you know, but we do have this one camaraderie and musky fishing and that overrides, you know, everything else. A lot of times, you know, I have friends that I know not to talk about politics, religion, you know, this, that and the other, because we we don't have the same you know, beliefs. But that one kind of belief of muskies, you know, it, it allows us to be friends and uh, the people I've met because of the musky club. You know, consider myself very, very lucky. Some of the best people I've ever known. So, awesome. I'm going to probably say we're going to end it on that. Yeah, guys, thank you for having me on. Thank you for promoting the showdown. Thank you for supporting Musky Inc., my club. Um, you know, something that we all share. 
and uh you know it's uh it's a community and uh you know thank you for the rod holders again fed az musky products those rod holders that changed years ago i tell everyone you know i can be a salesman for them they make your life easier um just got the tubes from andy uh for the planer boards and um i've gone through i was using the it was the Birch, the adjustable rod holders that were like 95 bucks each. And I bought four of them. I broke three of them. Uh, contacted the company that never got back to me. I contacted Andrew. Um, it was real quick to send them up to me. Um, the quality, the construction, you know, I'm not going to break these. The other ones are just, you know, not, not engineered and built correct. Um, Fat AZ, you know, the, the tube uh, rod holders are a better product. I'm happy to add those to my boat. They make my life easier. You know, a lot of times I'm fishing with my kid or Katia, and I'm the one running the rods plus steering. So I need things to be convenient. I need things to be user-friendly. And it's, it's a product that I just added to my boat that, you know, I'm, I'm happy with. And thank you, Andrew. Oh, you're welcome. I don't so, think I need to I, talk about it. I different. I, I finally saw how Vance had them set up when I saw Vance over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I may try that, but it's nice that there's options. In the past, I had zero options. You know, the, the old, you know, the tubes, they mounted how they mounted. You know, this right here, maybe I'll try it out this weekend. It's nice that there are options, you know, and it's nice that there was thought put behind a product and not just something, you know, whimmed out. And it's, you know. To, to see imitations of your products, you know, you should know you're really onto something, Andrew. So, oh, yeah. I wonder, you know, how many you have sold because now when I see people without them, I almost question, you know, are you, are you how serious are you? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, I see people that claim to be, you know, good musky fishermen out there with the plastic rod holders. And I know I've had them rip off in this. And, you know, they're sitting there telling me how good they are. And, I, you know, that's something that I look at, you know, is, is their equipment and the rod holders being one of them. So, uh, you know, thanks for, you know, having a good product. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for that plug. That was oh, huge. It's, it's real life. It's it's real life. I I use them. Um, you know, I've destroyed boats, but I, you know, I'm still working on the same stuff. The only way I talked to Andy, I was down at uh, West Branch this spring. Uh, we were casting, and I was just taking them off since they're in the rails. I like to take them off when I cast, so I figure eight, you know, in the back of the boat, and I don't have any rod holder in the way, you know, and that's what's nice is that during the rails, you can put them on, take them off, and, you know, a couple turns of a thumb screw. Well, I'm taking it off and drop it in the water and, like, 10 foot of water. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh Why? Because I had this black cloud falling me around for, like, two months. <laughs> you know, you ever have those times when you're lucky, like, everything you touch turns to gold? Well, this wasn't <laughs> this wasn't one of them. And and that's, that was... you, you probably reached in for it, and that's when your phone fell out of your pocket? Oh, no, that was during the last month. That was our oh. uh, local musky tournament. Someone oh. butt dialed me. A friend on the lake butt dials me. I pick up, hello, I hear him talking in the background. I go, what do you want? What do you want? And I was, you know, swearing at him. I go to hang up the phone, put it in my pocket. Well, I, I missed my pocket. 
fucking, I see it going to the lake. <laughs> you know, about the fourth, about the fourth phone I put in the lake. Just a miserable day. It wasn't catching any fish. Um, you know, there was another person on the lake. They ended up winning. Stuck a fifty. You know, uh, during the tournament, it just deflated my balloon. I had a horrible day. So, uh, you know, <laughs> here's the better days and better tournaments. And I hope everyone has fun this weekend. Um, it's nice to hear that there is excitement for the October tournament. We'll publicize it. Maybe, you know, I'll have the good fortune of being back on to promote the casting only tournament in October. Uh, we're taking a chance, you know, and sometimes when you take chances, you, you succeed. Sometimes you fail. Right. Uh, we're going to see how this goes. Who knows? You know, we, next year we may be back for the second annual, you know, big baller bash. So. That's the next thing we're promoting. Uh, next thing. Yep, October yep, yep, 19th, yep. Chautauqua Lake, casting only. That's, oh, no, that's man. exciting. That's Isn't exciting. it? You know, I've, I've so, heard, of, I've, I've heard so, of the St. Clair Bash, you know. and It's so exciting that Todd and I are taking the day off. Outstanding. But, and we're going to get, and me and Todd are going to be able to fish together, which we never do. That's yeah, so fun. it's the dream team. I have um, no well, choice. I have no choice but to I don't fish very much. Plug. I don't I have very often anymore. Todd, I've never seen you cast overhand. I've always seen always little underhand flips. I know? can't. I can't do it anymore. My shoulders are messed up, so I just flip them under. And you catch them just as much as anybody. We're gonna you know? train. <laughs> We're gonna train. All righty. Hey, well, absolutely. You know, that's how I get through times of, of work and just times of monotony is giving me something to look forward to. You know, looking forward to this tournament. It's going to be awesome. And then after that, you know, I'll be looking forward to, you know, the big casting tournament in October. I love having something to look forward to. Hopefully some of the listeners feel the same way. So, you know, thank you for supporting us. We can end this now. I'm exhausted and I still have to eat dinner. But All thanks right. for having me on, supporting Baker Bates. Thanks for supporting Baker us. Bates. So number one, let's go. Perfect. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. Big, big thanks, right. St. Croix Rods, uh, Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine Sports Center, Fatty Z Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, Muskies Inc. Uh, you know, support the fine sponsors, and you know, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing. <laughs>